I am going to do a re-release this Monday morning because we are going to record a switch later this week due to travel schedules and all that, but I wanted to give you something and I wanted to re-release this episode because this is one of my favorites. It's the story of the mutiny and the bounty and I feel like this story really gave me the jump to do other stories about ex the exact same time. So we're learning about Captain Cook, we're learning about exploration, we're learning about sailing, we're learning about um, the um, islands that people are going to that they've never seen before. And we're hearing all these stories and it's pretty exciting. So I am, I don't know, I love this. Let me know if there's more fun stories of the high seas. You know, we do do um, the Franklin ex expedition later, but really, like to me, the idea of being on like a boat in uncharted waters in the middle of nowhere is just wild. Like you might as well be in space. So uh, I love hearing about it. Let me know if you have any other ideas. We were at doomedtofailpod at gmail.com. And as a reminder, we are re-releasing our first 26 episodes. We did two stories in one and now we're doing them, you know, just Mondays and Wednesdays. So I'm separating them, re-releasing them. I think this is episode 15, part two. And uh, once I'm done doing this, then we'll have other fun things on the side. But let us know what you think. In the matter of the people of the state of California versus Orenthal James Simpson, case number BA09. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Let's flip over to talk about historical failure and a crazy story. You might have guessed by the rum that we're going into the high seas, and we're going to talk about the mutiny on the bounty. Have you heard of that before? I have. This Actually, is this like, is this is um. Oh my god, this is this is an Amistad, is it? No. No, because that's Amistad. This is Bounty. Right. Correct. The Bounty is a ship, though. See, I know I know enough to know that. I knew. Yes. So, okay. So I have heard of it. I see. So the meeting of the bounty, I got this idea actually from my boss. She mentioned it. She was like, oh, I was looking this up this weekend and it was crazy. And I was like, cool. So, so I was going to do something else this week, but then I had um, to like read a book and I was like, I don't know if I could read a whole book this week. I'm super busy. So I was able to listen to a book and watch a movie to learn a little bit about this, about this story. Um, so I, read a National Geographic um, article. I watched the 1962 movie Mutiny on the Bounty with Marlon Brando. And then I also read the book by Captain Bly, who's the captain. He wrote a book after called like The Mutiny on the Bounty. Essentially, that's what it's called. So I read his book. So before I get to that story, I stumbled upon a true crime story while researching it. So I'll tell this really fast. So like I said, I watched the 1962 film Mutiny on the Bounty super long. There's an intermission and an overture. I love an overture, but like uh, it's crazy long. Marlon Brando plays Fletcher Christian, one of the main characters. He has this like really weird English accent where it's like high, like it's like a high voice and like a no, 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 no. no. Brando's voice is not made to be British. Sounding. Yeah, no, it's real weird. So he's like, he's like, uh, he's in it he kind of plays like more of a, he's more of a rich guy as we'll learn. So in the movie, they go to Tahiti. You're going to learn this in a little bit too. There's a woman who dances like for Marlon Brando in the movie and they do like a lot of eye contact and you're like I don't know there's something going on between those two like they're definitely you know whatever they're looking at each other weird so it turns out that she this is real in real life this woman this she's a 19 year old actress from Tahiti like actress is loose it was just like they went to Tahiti and like grabbed all the local people to be in this movie 
And so he ta- he's 36. She's 19. He takes her back to L.A. and they get married. Her name is Tarita Terapia. She's still alive. She's 81. So he brings this, like, young woman back from Tahiti to L.A. It was up and down because he's kind of a monster, just, like, you know, being a movie star, doing all these things, like, being mean. They have two kids. In total, he has 11 kids. And Mom, Brando? Mm-hmm. And he died in 2004, but some of his kids are young. They're, like, younger than us. They're, like, 29. Seriously? Which is bizarre. Yeah. So. I bet, I bet they're, like, pretty good-looking kids, though. Oh, yeah. Everyone's real good-looking. I mean, everyone's fucking gorgeous. Marlon Brando is gorgeous. I mean, he was. Yes, like, I know. Wow. I'm not saying, like, Island of Dr. Moreau, Marlon Brando is gorgeous. But, like, Marlon Brando and Beauty and the Bounty is gorgeous. Dude, he had a kid who was 49 years old and died in 2008. Okay, wait, wait. I'm getting there. Stop. I'm so, am I ruining things? No. Just wait. wait let me, don't read about his kids. Stop. So, Mar- one of his 11 kids... The one that he has with Charita, um, he has two kids with her. One of them is a daughter named Cheyenne. So Cheyenne has it rough. Her dad is like ignores her and is mean to her. He ends up buying some property in Tahiti and like building a hotel and having the mom manage it and kind of ignoring his family. So she's like, I hate my I hate my dad. Now it's the 90s. Cheyenne, Marlon Brando's daughter, has a boyfriend. His name is Dag Drolet, and he is abusive towards her. So he starts abusing Cheyenne. And then Marlon Brando has another son, Christian, from his first marriage, who's older than Cheyenne. Are you with me? So there's Yeah, step- like it's just like they, they like they, dude, it's just such a good looking cluster of humans. They're also good looking. Oh my god. So uh Christian is older than Cheyenne. They're half siblings. And Cheyenne, who whose mom is from Tahiti from the movies, her dad is Marlon Brando. Um, has a boyfriend named Dag, and Christian comes to Marlon Brando's house where Dag and Cheyenne are having a fight, and Christian shoots him point blank in the head and kills him. Good for him. So, Mar- so Marlon Brando's son kills his half half sister's um, boyfriend who's being an abusive asshole. Guess who Christian's lawyer is when he is on trial? Um, the guy who uh, oh, uh, oh god, um, uh, uh, the Charles Manson prosecutor, Robert Shapiro. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> Robert <laughs> Shapiro, but a bunch of like exclamation points. So Christians pleads guilty. He sir he gets ten years. He serves five. Um, Cheyenne didn't testify. She attempted suicide twice. She was also pregnant with Dag's child, and um, later they thought that Christian was also involved in helping Robert Blake murder his wife. But that's not like confirmed. And he's the one who died at of pneumonia in 2008 at age 49. So Christian died. Cheyenne has her baby. Then she's diagnosed as schizophrenic. And in 1995, she's only 25 years old and she dies by suicide by shooting herself. Damn. Isn't that wild? It's like, life is so, life, I don't know, well, depression's the thing, right? I was gonna say, like, if you're Marlon Brando's kid, like, life has gotta be fucking way cooler than it is for me and you. I know, you just don't know, I guess, you know? Anyway, that's crazy. That's all. That's my true crime story I stumbled upon. Marlon Brando is so effortlessly cool. Like, I'm sure he was, I'm sure he was a jerk off, but like, it's like, dude, like the way he's rocking this suit, like this picture of him and Cheyenne with like him holding her from behind with a lay, the lay Mm -hmm. on was like, yes, effortless. Absolutely effortless. So handsome. It's crazy. And the kids are gorgeous. You know, like, um, yeah, everyone's beautiful. So yes. Okay. So 
that's just a crazy story that happened because I was reading about Mutant in the Body, the movie. So I watched that movie. There is a Mel Gibson movie, but I didn't watch it because I'm not sure if we're ready to separate the art from the artist on Mel Gibson. Wait, do we, still, do we still hate Mel Gibson? I don't know. Do we? I think I feel like yes, because of the anti-Semitism and his but dad I, but, being a literal Nazi. Oh, I, you know what? I don't, I'm not up on the dad Nazi thing, but I think that like Braveheart. No, I know, but that was like before we knew about the Nazi. Anyway. Who cares? I didn't watch that. It's available. So, okay. We are in 1787. Okay. And so we're a little bit past the uh, American Revolutionary War. Britain lost, but they still have a lot of other things going on. They're fighting with France. They're trying to uh, manage this gigantic slave trade that they're doing, and they're trying to colonize the rest of the world. So Britain is still very, very busy. It's November 1787, and a ship called the HMS Bounty heads to Tahiti. It's called Otahiti, and then later it changes to Tahiti. I don't know why. The captain is William Bly. The first lieutenant is Fletcher Christian. That's Marlon Brando. And in total, there's 46 dudes on the boat. What's a first lieutenant? Is that like... He's like... So, because the bounty was not a, the biggest ship, it was one of the smallest ships that, that the British Navy had, it was called a cutter. So, because it had... It was so small and it was i'll tell you what they were going to do in a second it had no officers other than bly so the captain was the only person who was actually an officer of the navy everybody else was like just like kind of like regular sailors including yeah. fletcher christian it's a very small crew no royal marines to protect the ship which you would usually have so it's like a pretty small group of folks those 46 guys okay the captain william bly um had traveled to like all around the world a lot before he went with someone named captain james cook cook had first sailed to Tahiti in 1769 he sailed all over the world he was eventually killed by native hawaiians which i wrote i'm fine with because it sounds like he did a lot of like colonizing but the goal for the hms bounty was to get breadfruit to bring back to the west indies to feed enslaved people essentially so in tahiti and in that, that part of the world like a little bit like north of Australia, like that area, there's a fruit called breadfruit. It's been around for thousands of years. It's like a big, I'll post a picture of it, but it's like a big green fruit. And the inside you can like bake. It kind of tastes like bread if you bake it the right way. You can like boil it, cook it in all different kinds of ways, depending on the time of year. You can almost always harvest it. And it's like plentiful and has a lot of nutrients. So it's something that they thought they could, you know, bring it to the West Indies and just feed all the slaves with it. And feed them just breadfruit, basically. Okay. Um, have you ever had like jackfruit that tastes like pulled pork? I don't think I've ever had jackfruit. It's like pretty crazy the stuff they can do with it. Like they do like a thing that I don't know, add much barbecue sauce, it tastes like pulled pork, and it tastes exactly like pulled pork. It's really weird. But things like similar to that. So the HMS the bounty had a botanist on board. So there were um there were forty six men, forty four of them were like the crew, two of them were botanists who were there to get the fruit. They had taken the captain's quarters and they had cut holes in the floor and added more windows and made it into a greenhouse to be able to put pots of breadfruit in once they got there. So Captain Bly slept in like a much smaller room and everybody was pretty cramped because that was like a big space that they had um, allocated for the plants. Make sense? Yes. Hey, so. do you remember, uh, this is like, so I'm like having this memory arrive to me way after your point about the colonizing, but do you remember mm -hmm. that guy who was like, a missionary who went to that one North Seminole Island. I was thinking about him too. Okay, this. I that... fucking love that he was just butchered like a hog. Like, I think it's awesome. I think it's like, I... dude, stop fucking 
taking people's religions stop <laughs> taking people's cultures away from them you it's should the deserve last to die. One. you should oh literally God. deserve to die like i i, I heard chow his name was Ch- it was c-h-a-u i think i i i i hate to say it but i love that they were just like fuck you and just like shot him with arrows fucking love it it's it's one of, the, one of the one of the most heartwarming stories that should be a christmas tale don't fucking do that don't yeah. fucking take people's cultures from them there's a lot and of this happening in this story in this time yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. So they left in November, 1787. They arrive in October, 1788. So it took a little over 10 months and it was 27,000 miles to arrive in Tahiti from England. The ship was exhausting. A few people died. There was a ship surgeon and like surgeon, I think should be in like 17 air quotes because it was just like maybe off the cook or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And he, he ended up killing a dude by accident because the dude had asthma so he was like bleeding him and he had a blood poisoning and died you're like okay that, that obviously predictable yeah yeah the captain bly was actually pretty mean he would order lashings for anyone who broke the rules so a lot of people like getting whipped and punished for things in the book he's very casual about it because his book which i didn't even realize when i was reading it that it was like his when i first started reading it i was like oh this is like his actual account of this but he was like i'm maintaining order what am i supposed to do so it was like a pretty strict um <laughs> Uh, time. It kind of makes sense that it's called mutiny on the bounty when you're beating the shit out of people. Like, yeah, what am I totally. supposed to do? Like, not that, probably. Yeah. One thing that I wrote in, uh, that I added in my notes that I thought was fun, fun, not fun, they ate albatrosses. Like, they would, like, catch them out of the sky and eat them. And, you know, like, the big bird. So, it's going to be a tough so to catch rough, one. Yeah. It's a rough trip. It takes 10 months. They were supposed to go via Cape Horn underneath South America, but it was too late in the year to do that. So they ended up going the other way down below Africa. They spent some time in Tasmania, which was called Adventure Bay for parents. Adventure Bay from Paw Patrol. I don't think they're in there, but that's funny. Also in Captain Bly's book, so much of it is like, we were at this latitude and longitude and it was like this time. And I'm like, how the fuck do they know what latitude and longitude they were at? So I looked it up and I have no idea. I like, it's called a- Sexton. A, a chronometer timepiece. It's like okay. the thing that could do it. It's like, if you, I'll, if you look it up, it's like a beautiful like wooden briefcase with like a, all these like gears in it. Like it looks like a time, like a something you would use in like a time machine. You know, like it looks fun. But they had like they had they were just starting to figure this out and figure out where they were. So they were like discovering islands, sort of. Obviously, like they're not the first people there. But then they'd be like, "Oh, I think if you're at this latitude and longitude, you should see this island that has like three hills." So that like someone else can like maybe know where they are later. But yeah, it seems really scary just to be out in the out in the ocean with just like guessing and like math and looking at the stars. If it's cloudy, you're like, "I don't know where the fuck I am," you know. So they they were hardier back then. Yes. So now they're in Tahiti. They're about to go on to shore. The Captain Bly has everyone checked for STDs and everyone is fine. In the movie, they're Wait, like... So nobody thought... So you're just going to gloss over that? Nobody thought it was fucking weird that... No, no. Hold on. There's more. So no, they, they did not have STDs when they got off the boat, allegedly. In the movie, they were like, the women loved having sex with us. Like, they loved it. Like, whatever. Like, they say that. But in real life, they were obviously like trading sexual favors for money and like beads and nails and things when it was all over 40 percent of the men contracted an std the stds had been introduced to tahiti by the english and french explorers anyway you know so hold on so the women had the stds that they gave the guys yeah yeah but it all originated from other europeans who went there earlier yeah 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 
and we're like using them as like consorts and such. So somehow the bounty had a lot of stuff on it. They were always able to trade gifts, you know, so they were like, you know, well, here's a mirror and a knife and all these things. And and so he was making, Captain Blah was making friends with the chief. Tyna was the chief's name, T-Y-N-A-H. Captain Bly never slept off the boat. He stayed on his boat while the men started to like live on the island with the native people. But he entertained the chiefs and their wives almost every night. There were a couple petty thefts on the boat, but they were sometimes okay. Usually it was totally, it was fine. The chief wanted to come back to England and meet King George. And Bly was like, not today, not this time, you know? So Aim lower. Yeah. <laughs> meet his guards. So, Exactly. So they like made a little, you know, they made friends and he was making friends with the leadership and basically being like, can we have this breadfruit? This is why we're here. That's the thing that our king wants. And they were like, sure, we do a shit ton of it. But it was hard to cultivate. You can't just like take it with you. There's no seeds in it. It has to be cultivated directly from the root. So they had to like wait for the root to grow and for the plants to be hardy enough to be able to leave. So, so while this, this turned into like basically a fantasy life for all these men. Exactly. It sounds like a fantasy, like... It's fucking gorgeous. There's, like, delicious fruit everywhere. There's, like, beautiful women that are everywhere. And, like, yeah. No, they loved it. Yeah, I can see why they mutinied. Yeah. So, Fletcher Christian, he is the... Oh, I don't know. I mentioned this. But he, so, he's, like, kind of, like, the, the second in command. Um, he comes from a wealthy family. Like, they expected him to be a lawyer, but he decided that he wanted to, like, go on adventures and such. Fletcher Christian is 23, and Captain Bly is 33 during during this just to get some ideas like in the movie captain Bly seems a lot older than 33 but basically they were like not that far apart he's anthony um, hopkins and yeah he's not that old that's crazy <laughs> anthony hopkins was born like, like six years old i know he was never 33 yeah yeah um so fletcher christian had a girlfriend her name was mawatua that's the girl that marlon brando flirts with in the movie and then ends up in real life marrying and in the movie the Marlon Brando is like fooling around with her and the captain is like, you have to stop. And the chief, well, in the movie, she's the daughter of the chief and the um, the chief is like, well, my daughter is good enough for you. So the captain literally goes, I need you to go make love to that woman. And Marlon Brando goes, fine. And um, they put him on a boat and Marlon Brando is like standing on this like little schooner going to land to like basically have sex with this girl. And they have him standing up at the front of the boat with his leg up and it plays the song like the dun 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 dun. It's like really stupid, but like funny. Like he's like, I guess I'll have sex with her for the for the colony. But that's not true. They were just like hanging them for it, essentially. And I can't oh I can't hear you. I see you I see you moving your mouth. I was muted. I was gonna say I guess if it's Marlon Brando and he's gonna whip it out, you gotta make it dramatic, right? Right. Exactly. And I think in real life there's probably a lot of also a lot of sexual assaults, so not great. So it's been five months. The breadfruit is finally working. It's in the pots. It's healthy. They put it all on. They have like a couple thousand plants. They put them on the, on the bounty. And they're going to go back to the West Indies, and everything looks good. So April 1st, 1789, the bounty sets sail again back to England via the West Indies. Obviously, like you said, the crew is not stoked. <laughs> they're like, why can't we stay here? Fuck this. Yeah, like, I don't want to go live a fucking five, like, 10 more months on this boat in, like, doing all this hard labor and being whipped all the time, and, like, it's terrible. And so, if also This is another lost... argument for why capitalism is flawed, is if you yeah. could... Nobody who could live that life would then choose to go back to a capitalistic structure of, I gotta wake up at 8am to do this, mm -hmm. like... Exactly, they've lost a lot of their discipline. That's, like, a big part of it, too. They were like, why would yeah, I go so. back to, like, following rules? Yeah. So, and also the captain's mean. 
and it feels worse because they're like, now I have an idea of what a good life could be like. So there's a lot of stuff that happens, like a lot of abuse by the captain. Um, there's lashings. People aren't allowed to have water. In the movie, I, I'm sure they did this. They pulled someone under the ship. You know how you like like tied him to a rope and like pulled him across the bottom of the ship, which would like really hurt because you'd like get all scratched and that guy ended up dying. So people who are dying, Bly like wasn't really aware of how mad the, the, the sailors were. He was just like, everything's fine. It's hard, but that's life at the sea, you know? So he didn't really like, he wasn't, I don't know, he wasn't worried about a mutiny in real life it's thought that captain bly on april 27 1789 so it's been like about a month that they've been back at sea he accuses christian of uh, fletcher christian of stealing coconuts and punishes everybody so everyone is in trouble for this like alleged infraction that may or may not even have happened and everyone's pissed so now everyone like most people are mad so the next day, April 28th, 1789, a group of mutineers led by Christian armed themselves with muskets and swords, and they burst into the captain's cabin, Cabin said, I'm taking you prisoner. Um, Christian said, I have been in hell for weeks past with you. So they take him and some of his guards and people who were loyal to the captain, and they bring them to the the ship, I don't know, it's the up, upstairs on the ship Bly is surprised they force him into a boat but the boat's not big enough because actually 18 of the of the people who are left want to like go with the captain or they're like not sure what to do so he ends up getting a pretty big boat and um the captain Bly and those 18 men they give them some food and they put him in in this boat and like let them go so this sounds even worse than being on the bounty in general, obviously, because they're in like a schooner. They're on this for many weeks. Sometimes they see islands, but mostly they're just eating a tiny amount of moldy bread. This is where they get a teaspoon of rum every day to try to like warm up because it's freezing and it's raining and they're constantly bailing water Wait, out of it. that's how they warm up is have a teaspoon of rum? Yeah. And that's he says that like- awful. It's awful. And like they're, it's because it's raining so much, they don't really run out of water, which is great. But they're also constantly soaking wet. And the rain is cold, but the seawater is pretty warm. So they take their clothes off and they rinse them in the seawater and then put them back on for warmth, which sounds awful. Like hey, you're Tamar, just like soaking wet. If you, if, okay, so I'm going to ask, like, do you, do you think the way I think? If it was me, like, sure, listen, I'm probably going to die here anyways. I just want to get trashed one more time. Just give me all the fucking rum. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just like go for broke yeah. and then just like have one good night. And then you know that it's all going to suck from there on out. Right. No, but what a way to go. Just like starving to death on a boat. You know, I, know. I, 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 I fundamentally like at my core, I really don't have a problem with eating a person. Like I just never thought yeah, that me was either. a weird thing. Like it's like, it's no, I would meat, totally eat someone. Right? Yeah. No. So I don't think I would go out that way. I definitely would spend my time trying to be someone that everybody likes. Someone would murder me and eat me. I would tell jokes. I don't know. So me and you would have to team up. Me and you would have to team up. So like, it's like because because like because I don't want to hurt people naturally. So you'd have to distract them so I could grab them from behind and choke them. Perfect. I'll tell jokes. Okay, great. Not yeah, right now. You're the funny one. We'll be like, hey, 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 want to go on a boat with us? We'll be like, no, no. I've listened to your podcast. <laughs> I know exactly what you have planned. So. It is Captain Bly and 18 men. Also, everyone is sick, obviously, because you're eating moldy bread and they're barely eating. So everyone like just like constantly sick. Meanwhile, the bounty goes back towards Tahiti. They find an island about 400 miles from Tahiti called Tubawi, and they stay there. The natives are like, we don't want you here. They're different. It's a different 
group of people than were on Tahiti. They're like, who are you? We don't want you here. They don't, they don't speak the same language. Um, so they killed a bunch of them. And like the, the sailors on the bounty killed a bunch of the natives. They go back to Tahiti, to the, the people that they know, to get supplies. And so they lie and say that like the captain died. They don't tell anybody about the mutiny because they, they don't want them to know that this happened. And they take 30 Tahitians back with them to this island. Eventually it's just too much. Like the natives who are there don't want them there. Um, and there's a lot of killing and a lot of fighting. So they go back to Tahiti. So the mutineers are a mess. They end up getting in another fight and like dividing up. So 16 of them stay in Tahiti and the rest, including Fletcher Christian, Marlon Brando, pretend to throw a party and invite 30 natives onto the bounty and essentially kidnap them and enslave them so they can build a settlement on another island. So they leave. So- it's like it's like almost entrenched innate second nature to find people and just horribly use them. <laughs> like, it's horribly use the them. Weirdest. It's such and that group a weird... like, includes women that they're like using as like sex slaves, essentially. It's such a weird you know? instinct. It's like when I meet a person, I don't immediately think, how can I use and abuse you to my own benefit? Yeah. Maybe I should. That's my that's, no, no, you know what? that's my fine. fault. Don't that's do, my problem. Don't do that. You're right. You're right. <laughs> um, so now the original crew of the bounty is in three different groups, and here's what happened to them. So group one. Is with Captain Bly and his men. They are on that small boat. They eventually uh, reach safety in Timor, which is like another island um, a little bit north. It's about 6,000 miles away from where they started. They get back to England and send a ship back to Tahiti to get the to get the the mutineers. Also, as soon as they took over the bounty, they threw all of the bread plants out of it. So they were like, so they were just like, fuck you. You're also never going like to do this. It was just a form of rebellion? Yeah. Yeah, so they, that, that was so that's not even an option anymore. Bly, Captain Bly, does get court-martialed and acquitted of responsibility for the loss of the ship. Eventually, um, there were other wars and such, and Captain Bly ended up being mutinied again in the Rum Rebellion in New South Wales, Australia, which was not on a boat, but like they took they they like rebelled against him because he was being a terrible leader. And it's Australia's only military rebellion, and I we can talk more about that later. I don't know much about it, but like you're a bad leader. Captain Bly. And um, he ended up going back to England. He died. Oh, he got put on a ship for two years on like a prison ship after that mutiny in Australia. And then he went back to England. He died of cancer at home in London at the age of 63. So he, yeah, he like kept going, even though he was, you know, whatever. Then the second group, the mutineers that were left on Tahiti. So the ship that Bly sent back in 1791 to get the mutineers was called the Pandora. When they got back to Tahiti, there were 14 left. 14 of the mutineers were left alive on Tahiti. The Pandora took them back. It ended up pretty quickly after leaving Tahiti sinking. It landed. It got like stuck in coral. It sunk. They tried to save the prisoners, but four of them drowned because they were still shackled in the bottom of the boat. So um, now there's only 10 left. So these 10, 10 mutineers are left. They go back to England. Four were acquitted. Six were sentenced to death by hanging. And three ended up being pardoned. And three of them ended up being hanged. Thomas Burkett, John Millward, and Thomas Ellison, they were all hanged on October 29th, 1794 for the mutiny. And they're the only ones who were ever actually punished i mean probably a good move like you can't have people just fucking it's never gonna end well when so here's one thing i've learned that you're gonna screw with me again we have there's so many i think bad leadership is better than no leadership taylor's making a face she's pondering the question 
No, maybe. Just like something, somebody has to take charge, right? Because absent any leadership, you have chaos. Yeah. And chaos yes. is rarely productive. Oh, and that's what they ended up having the mutineers because they couldn't agree on anything. Right. And that's I feel like that's what always happens. Like that's what you see happening when like there is, you know, like you like have a good idea, but if no one's in charge, like that's what happened to um. What was a thing with Occupy Occupy Wall Street? Yeah, ninety nine percent movement. Yeah. Yeah, they had no leadership, and so that's how all that's how yeah. all that shit ends up is like yeah different factions like one yeah yeah totally so so yeah absolutely and that that's what happens to the last group so the third group is is christian is christian and his group they go to Pitcairn island which is another island where they want to have a permanent settlement with you know their slaves i didn't finish the movie it's long (laughs) i think i i think i like you can get on youtube for free but they do find an island christian has a son and he has a pretty great name so here's another name that you can give to your future children. Uh, Fletcher Christian has a son with a native Tahitian woman and the son's name is Thursday October, which is great because neither of those are, are names. <laughs> that is the stupidest fucking name I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. I, I've never heard of a dumber name. <laughs> no, I know. They should have. Those aren't names. The doctor what? should take that child away when the birth certificate <laughs> is submitted. Like, not okay. That's pretty great. It's pretty good. So essentially, the women were sex slaves, and the men were being abused to like build this like little colony on this island. Some women even tried to leave on a boat, but they were unsuccessful, and they had to come back. One woman, her name was um, Tevarua. She died by suicide because she was just like so tired of the abuse. They did horrible things to these people that they had to live on this island. In September 1793, there was a uprising by the 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 natives that they had on this little oh. island with them and they killed four of the eight mutineers that were left including Fletcher Christian so he sure. dies in 1793 the british don't find them until 1808 and when they find them there's only one man left on this island um well one englishman left on this island there's just a lot one of really like, fat just one really his. fat guy and there's a bunch yeah. of skeletons <laughs> for real um his name was john adams so he was you know, involved in a lot of the turmoil on the island. There was a lot, there was like murder. One guy wanted to marry uh, Chris, Christian's like widow in parentheses, like the, in quotes, and threatened to kill everyone. So they killed him with a hatchet in his sleep. So they're like fighting against each other. Like this, it's like, it's wild. And then one of the guys was like super upset about just like everything. And he, he jumped off a cliff. So everyone like is kind of losing their minds. So guess where John Adams turns after this? He becomes president of the United States. No, um, he becomes very religious. So he finds God and becomes very Christian. Somehow he also had a Bible. So he tries to live life by the Bible and, you know, starts to like be a big part of like bringing Christianity to these islands and, and does that, even though he's definitely been a shithole, shithead this whole time. And then he ended you know up being pardoned. You know what's, you know what's interesting about that? Like you go to these places and you realize how incredibly amazing and rich that life is. And tell yourself, I gotta make this like my own my old spot. I gotta bring Jesus into this. Like it's just like what I mentioned when I talked about that one guy, the Egyptian guy, where it's like, why the fuck would you go somewhere and then try and turn that place into the thing that you escaped? Like it makes no sense. There's actually a quote at the end of this National Geographic article where 
a historian in 2017 said, European, European explorers effectively destroyed all the things that people had found exotic and attractive about Tahitian culture. Yeah. They did. That's fucking worst. So, um, I actually yeah. feel weird and guilty that I like Hawaii as much as I do because I know that. Learn about that. Huh? We should talk about that sometime. All the terrible things that happened in Hawaii. I don't know. I don't really know them. So I don't know them that well either. It's just I, I can intuit that like Amer- it's an American state, which means it was settled, which means there were missionaries, which means like mm-hmm. all these people who obviously don't look like Europeans with like crosses on the back of their vehicles, like they lost chunks of who they are as humans mm-hmm. because of Christianity and mission- missionaries and stuff like that. And like, I do love Hawaii, but like, it's also, I'm aware that it's, kind of gross yeah totally there was a thing where um no this is funny when one of, one of the times when the rock was on saturday night live they were like at a luau and he was like making fun of people and he was like oh cool you're on your honeymoon that's great do you wear crocs in restaurants in nebraska it was like so funny <laughs> like, what are you doing here yeah so john adams was allowed to stay he died at on pitcairn island he's the only he's buried there so he's the only mutineer with a a grave like he's he's buried there the island is still a british overseas territory because of course it is um it has a population of about 50 people and a lot of them are like descendants of the mutineers and a lot of there are a fair amount of people in tahiti that are descendants of you know these colonizers and these people that came out there in 19 oh i don't know if i mentioned that when they got to pick island in the beginning they burned the bounty so they burned the boat so they were you know uh have it as like evidence of what they had done but in 1957 national geographic explorer louise martin found what remained of the bounty off the island's east coast so that's cool. there's still like parts of it that are that are under there that's um cool. yeah and yeah that's it so i feel like the red flags are don't be colonizers and don't treat your people like shit so that they overthrow you i um hold on, i gotta, I gotta find this guy who are you looking for this fucking absolute dipshit loser fucking dweeb John Allen <laughs> Chow, who was oh, all of twenty six years old from Scottsboro, Alabama. What an absolute dipshit! I mean, so like, so here's the thing: like, I again, like, I have no problem with people in their religious practices. I, I, growing up and having friends talk about how they're going to go down and do a mission service in like Central America, like, fuck you. Like, who are you you, to take their fucking culture away from them? Like, well, because they don't fucking have, you know, stock portfolios. They're less than you. Like, what what are you trying to teach them? (laughs) Like, yeah God, it's so offensive and like you know what's funny it's like okay not funny it's actually kind of awful it's like i um i got on those weird rap rabbit holes on youtube and the most recent one that i went down has to do with the narco wars and the cartel wars in mexico mm-hmm. and i've like had this thought multiple times where i'm like dude these people are fucking descendants of aztecs and mayan warriors and they're cutting each other's heads off over like three dollars worth of like weed yeah it's just like and like and i try to like do the math in my head of like how do you tie that back to 
missionaries and Catholics going over there trying to convert them to Christian. It, like it's all there. I know it's there, and I need to think mm-hmm. about it more. But like it is so fucked up that people do that and they think it's a good thing. <laughs> there's just like no like this. There's no redeeming quality to this mission you know like they were going to tahiti to like take advantage of the women take advantage of the culture to steal their food so that they could bring it to the west indies to be able to really cheaply feed their slaves like it's like all bad it's all bad yeah it's all bad there's nothing redeeming about it i do want to say that anthony hopkins does look kind of young in this oh he's 47 he does look i mean he looks the youngest i've ever seen him in this poster for the bounty do you, do you remember when he played um the wolf? No, wait, that was Jack Nicholson. Never mind. Jack Nicholson played the wolf. Um, Jack Nicholson is doing terrible. He like lives alone and is really, really old. But Anthony Hopkins, his his Instagram is like him playing the piano. It's quite lovely. God, what, a, what even the locals told this fucking moron. They said they wouldn't take him there. They wouldn't they said, take We're him. We're not gonna take you there. They wouldn't take him. They like dropped him off. It was like, this is as close to him getting to this island. He was like, I can do it. It's like why? What is and I remember I feel like his dad one time was like, We shouldn't blame him. Blah blah blah. You should hundred percent blame him. He's a hundred percent blame lot. him. He's, He's an a idiot. fucking idiot. And the yeah. people who enabled him, all of his fucking youth pastors and church leaders, yes. so they think you can all fucking bathe in his blood because they're fucking responsible for it too. Piece of shit. Yeah, that story's terrible. And I hope those people on the island are doing fine. Yeah, no kidding. Um I think I read something else about them. I don't know if this is true. This is just a random, possibly untrue story corner that during like tsunami time, when there was like a big tsunami in like that area of like India and Japan or or something, people on that island were okay. They survived because they had the tribal knowledge literally to know that when the ocean gets pulled back like that, they need to run to the hills. Yeah, of course. You know, like without any science or anything, you know, or whatever. I'm sure they have something. You know what I mean? Super cool. Don't go there. So, um, so his dad, this guy's dad, blamed his death, his kid's death, on the missionary community. Yeah, fair, hundred percent. One of my really good friends, I hate fucking saying this, I wouldn't say her name, but like when we were growing up, we went to high school together, and she was like super, super Christian, and was like always going on these missions. And I was just, I remember as a kid, being like, "Oh, that's so cool! You get to travel, and it's like fun. You get to help people." And now as an adult, I'm like, that was kind of fucked up. <laughs> like that was kind yeah, of no. fucked up. I had someone at someone also not say who it was like, but they were like, I got to go to South America and help people. And I'm like, no, you didn't. That wasn't helping people. Are you out of, you're out of your mind? Like, that's absolutely not like, no, you went there to like knock on doors and try to get them to be Mormon. Ugh, not so the same gross. thing. It's a different thing. Yeah. So Taylor, yeah. Taylor, I think we shine later in the evening. I think I think yeah. at 10 a.m. like I'm kind of barely half awake, and at 8 a.m. you're 100 percent not awake. And um, I, I think that dove. I think we shine, man. I think like later in the evening is maybe. So Taylor moved our time, but she didn't actually know. What Taylor didn't know when she moved our time was that I was desperately wishing that she would because oh. I landed at like 11 p.m. last night from Denver, got to my house at like midnight. And then also had done almost no research for this episode. <laughs> so the fact that she oh pushed God. it is uh, was hugely beneficial for all Next week is going to be wild, but let's talk about it because I might I can maybe do it from the hotel. Wait, wait where are you going? L.A. Wait, why? I have to go to – I'm working from L.A. the 24th to the 27th, so I have to go on Saturday because I also have to work on Sunday, which is like a big project. And then um, – but I have two baseball games – 
at the same time, Saturday morning, the end of noon. I mean, there's a chance we could do it in person on Thursday. Yeah, but I can't come until later because we have piano until 530. Being a parent is hard. You should tell, we should end with that. No, no, like have one, one's a driver. We have dinner. Well, fuck it. We'll order pizza at the, at the casita and then we can just have some bourbon and pizza and record. All right. Okay. We'll, figure it we'll out. talk about it. I'll I haven't, stop. um, I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. Great. Thank you for everyone who, um, I don't, don't stop. I have to say thank you. Yeah, thank please. you, everyone. And also, I figured out how to review on Spotify because my cousin Lindsay asked me how to do that. And I was like, I don't know. So I found out it's on the app only. You can't leave words, but you can do the five stars. 15 people already have. So thank you so much. Please continue to tell your friends. We have hopefully some marketing plans coming soon that we'll talk about next week and we'll get out to more people. But everybody, thank you for your reviews. Um, find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, also on YouTube as well. And I got us a Twitter just for fun. Awesome. Thank Same you, thing. Doomed to Fail Pod. We're on Twitter as well. Now we're on everything. When we're famous, we will not forget you, the little people who helped get us here. We'll remember you, our first thousand followers. Yay. Because <laughs> right now there's like seven of you. But I do think but we are, go we are going up and I'm very excited and happy to, happy to do this. So great. No, we're way, Taylor, we're way past that. We're like, we're like, we have like over 1,200, 1,300 downloads. No, I know, but like, does it mean? But this, no, the last you need, one. You need to express faster. positivity. I did. I just made something up and then I felt bad about it. So I said something else. No, we have, <laughs> in the last seven days, we have 76 unique listeners, which is great. Hello, 76 so, of you. Thank you. Thank so you. thank you. Thank you all. Um, and yeah, we'll be joining you again next week, either from Palm Springs remotely in LA in Austin or some other way. Also, shout out to um, Henry, our friend, who is definitely listening because we have Henry? one down. Yeah, we have one download in Portugal every week. So that could actually be the other friend I mentioned who did the missionary mission trips. Shit, that means that she might hear this. Well, there's one person in Portugal listening to us, so we know it two people be, there. It could be. It's probably this friend. It's probably not Henry. Henry's not. I don't know. I thought I don't know anybody else in Portugal, no, but Hen you do. Henry really. listens to like Henry listens to like mind hack stuff. Like he tries to like improve himself as a human. Yeah, he's lame. Two people him. in Jacksonville. Four people in Las Vegas. One person in Olympia, Washington. No way. Seriously? Yeah, one person in Houston. One person in Rockport, Texas. Oh, uh, that's the uh, uh, the new. Is that you? GFs. That's the new GF's oh, mom. One person in Petoskey, Michigan. That's your new girlfriend's mom? Yeah. She told her mom about my podcast. That's sweet. Two people in Grand Rapids. What up, Kelly? I know it's my friend from work. Anyway, very exciting. You should cut us all out. Bye. <laughs> it's like half this podcast I'm going to have to cut out. Cut it out. We've been here for days. All right, I'm going to stop recording. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you.